There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. Welcome to Saturdays in the Gong on SEM Track. in the mood for a big Saturday. Nothing will. Listening to Elton John belt that out, Mitch Jennings. I feel I can tackle every Group 1 race at Rose Hill today and find the winner. Makes me feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof that play on. I believe he's in, on, on Little Bros as well. He just texted me before, Elton. I think okay. he's on that. Yeah, impressive last start winner in the Blue Diamond yep. Stakes. So I think he's on uh, on Little Bros. He's got the Sky he facilities beamed straight into his yeah. London mansion, no doubt, Indeed. all over that runner as well. We're here thanks to our fantastic hosts, Wollongong Golf Club, which is amazing this morning. I was at the Carilla Golf Club yesterday, Geno, for a function, and it looked sensational. I reckon if you're a greenkeeper at a golf club and you can't have your course in tip-top condition right now, you never will. Because rain and sunshine, two vital ingredients to have green grass. So if you can't have your course looking supreme, you better get a new gig. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. I'll tell you what, ours is looking supreme up there on the farm because I'm trying to keep on top of all the lawn mowing. So, yeah, if you can't get that right down here, then, yeah, find another vocation. I specialise in rough because my... Lawns are about three feet long up to the knees. Now, we've spoken a lot of rugby league, but I want to take a bit of a deeper dive into the Dragons. They're up tonight against the Broncos. Brisbane, St. George Illawarra, Suncorp Stadium. Very settled, Brisbane. Uh, no, uh, they've lost their winger. We know that. But Arthurs comes in. Uh, Corey Oates is out. So the Dragons, no Toby Couchman because of concussion protocols, Michael Molo comes in. So really both sides are settled. Here's what the Dragons did last week against... Uh, they played on Sunday night against Gold Coast, and here's the result. There in the 17 tonight, and a switch for Anthony Griffin. Sloan goes straight through them. Little backing up in his first game as a St George Illawarra Dragon. Jacob Little puts the red V on the board. Shoving match with the forward. Through Bird to the middle! Blake Laurie! Big Walker has his second try. And Blake Laurie is the joint leading try scorer at St George Illawarra. Mitch Jennings, I never thought I'd say that. How good for Blocker. He keeps I saw him this week, he kept coming up to me going, everyone just wants to talk to me about Alex Twile. Like that's <laughs> he goes they become synonymous with each other. And I said, well, Blocker, sorry, I wrote that as well. <laughs> well, we you know what? On NRL tonight this week, we played Alex Twal dropping his lollies over the goal line. Game 104 still after his first NRL try. Straight into Blake Laurie, now scoring, I think it's twice in 12 games. When you're a proven finisher now, like Blake Absolutely. Laurie is, uh, you don't do what Alex Twal did. He just wasn't used to a Blake Laurie now proven polished at the finish. Finisher. He also... Got a cross and save to try earlier in that one too. Big blocker. I thought he was outstanding, you know, start to finish in, uh, in that performance. Absolutely. And, and good to see some spark from Tyrell Sloan. It was. It was interesting, isn't it? Just listening to that call. Warren Smith, Anthony Griffin. Now, I'm not sure of the context of what in what it was being mentioned, but at 12-2, uh, mm. those drums were beating. The pressure seemed to be on big time. There were some soft tries that they conceded too, it's got to be said, despite the fact that they started the game overall quite well. But uh, Sloan, he came through there and it's 
what we've seen him do at junior level, we've seen him coming through, and we've seen him doing flashes at NRL level. But yeah, it was great for his confidence. I think he's copped a lot of criticism, been under a lot of pressure to come in there and play in a bit of an unfettered way too. That's what we're so excited about watching him play. And you know, I've spoken to him a lot recently leading into the season. Jaden Sullivan this week as well. And the quantum leaps both those guys have taken in maturity through that uh, through that period, obviously seeking the release, but then having some sort of heart-to-heart conversations. And they just are in really, really good headspace, which bodes well. Are you tipping them to beat the Broncos tonight? I'm not, no. Okay. I'm not. And it's, it, I'm so, very so interested what, to see. So play well but not win? I'll, well, we'll see if they yep. play well or not. I mean, it's they had to beat whoever was in front of them last week, but it's got to be said the Titans were abysmal. They were really, really bad, the Titans, mm. and I thought they'd offer up a lot more given the performance they'd put in a week earlier. Especially but they, leading 12-2. Well, leading 12-2, but they hadn't really constructed those tries. AJ Brimson just slipped across. So, and they don't find touch on penalties twice. They make these awful errors, giving away terror. They, they were really, really bad. So this is chalk and cheese to the challenge they're going to have going up there to Suncorp, where they do have a pretty good record. But Brisbane, uh, the form team of the competition, they've come out and laid down a really solid marker. Uh, it's a step up. So I think they would be... Too much to handle for just about any team at the moment in the tipping stakes, so I can't bring myself to, to tip the drag, and so we'll see. It has to be a strong performance because you can quickly uh, wash away all the good from last week if it's uh, it becomes, you know, you go out of that game with a whimper. So very keen to see what they do produce tonight, but I, I just think I can't see any other avenue other than a, than a Broncos victory up there. Maybe a letdown would be the only thing that could happen. Brisbane have started so strongly with some big games, uh, so we'll see if they can maintain it, but uh, yeah, I'm on the Broncos in that one. Okay, well, so Sloan had spark last week. We know that Sullivan is still there, a moan in the squad, but as you mentioned earlier, along with the Illawarra Mercury editor, Tim Barrow, you don't expect Talatau Moan to come in, given the win last week. We'll, we'll have to wait and see an hour before kickoff for confirmation of that. The Couchman brothers, um, what's the news around them this week? Well, they've both been extended, which is really, really good. They came in on train and trial deals, but uh, if you know, obviously if you know their old man, Benny Couchman, and the reputation he had in the Illawarra League, and certainly a great of the Thrill Butchers Club, uh, hard work and uh, you know fitness and all those things is, is a reputation, is a hard one for him. So, and the boys have come through you know, doing the same thing. I, I laughed with Hook. I said, now, are you sure you wanted to debut Toby or did you mean to debut Ryan and got it mixed up? And I said, can you tell him apart? He said, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, one of them's got a, a different haircut now, so that's good. And I said, which one? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, they're, they're hard to tell apart. But, uh, yeah, really getting embraced by the fans too, I've noticed. They turned some heads there uh, with the performance against St. Helens. Uh, and I think there's been a bit of a, uh, a dad's army sort of knock on the Dragons pack in recent years. Mm. There hasn't been a lot of uh, broad enthusiasm for the pack and the signings they've made. So there's a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of push for the young forwards coming through. I think they're really going to, you know, hopefully stay at the Dragons for a long time, become, you know, cult figures, the two of them. Got a good relationship with twins. Obviously, the Fiat boys are there. Obviously, yeah. Brett and Josh Morris was all too brief. But, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that because I can relate to Hook's misery. I think Brett and Josh Morris are two fantastic fellas who I've enjoyed covering over the years. And given the Illawarra link, I sort of feel like we're a bit closer than most, you know, broadcasters slash players. But I've always struggled to pick Brett and Josh apart to the point where you'll see one at the end of the tunnel and I'll be thinking, oh, is this... Brett or Josh and people say to me oh you can tell them apart by this or by that or look for this I've never been able to do it and I feel so rude that I don't I don't know is that Brett or is that Josh I found, <laughs> I found them a bit easier I found out by the end maybe because um, Josh wasn't at the club when I've been covering the Dragon, so it was Brett only so he could get it right um, the fee and a boys I can tell apart Max is a bit yes. more robust and obviously Matt helps us out with that tattoo down yes. the neck but but uh, Toby and Ryan no chance I've got no idea when, when I was writing that story 
I was getting our photos, and even in our system, they were saying Toby or Ryan Couchman, and I had to send them to Benny on the phone and go, mate, is this Ryan? He said, nah, that's Toby. <laughs> so I had to find, I needed to go to the source to even tell them apart. I remember when Andrew and David Fafita were coming through West's Tigers under 20s all those years ago, uh, I struggled to tell them apart, and one of them had a uh, bleached lightning rod in his hair one week, and I thought, I think I said, oh, thank goodness that, I forget which one it was, Andrew or David, has the lightning rod, I can tell them apart all of a sudden. Next week, they both got the bleached lightning rod in their hair. Thanks very much, think, boys. I don't think we're going to see any fancy hair. I don't think <laughs> we're going to see that from the couch from boys. I think they're a bit more, Absolutely. Uh, dare I say, blue collar in there in their approach to those type of things. You mentioned their dad, an Illawarra rugby league legend. Let's spill into Illawarra and Group 7. Group 7 launched its season last night. You were there. What happened? What sort of season are we looking for from Group 7? Oh, look, it's coming along. I think some of the, the teams that are at the bottom of the ladder or... or are going to push for finals action. I think it's a very, very even competition. How many teams? We're looking at 10 going into five. That's so, good. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good season. I've got no doubt there's Rilla will be, obviously, the Hunter. There'll be your usual suspects we're there about as far as your Gerringongs, your Warrillas. I think Shell Harbour have had a couple of disappointing ones, so they'll be really wanting to, to push up there and get back to where, you know, it's a powerhouse club of that of that competition, so they'll want to be back up there. And interesting to see, Andy Lynch was the guest speaker, obviously, uh, between Super League and Challenge Cup. I think it was 500 games. Corey Hammond, our, our great mate, was uh, was the MC, and he said 400, then he said 500. I said, mate, you've just chopped 100 games off the bloke's career. What's going on here? He's James Roby-esque, is he? Yes, like he's hundreds and hundreds of games. Hundreds and hundreds of games, and obviously, yeah, he's relocated to the South Coast, and he's taken taking the job there at, at Milton Ulladulla. So a big, a huge uh, thing for that club to get a coach like that. To so take he moves from the north of England to Milton Ulladulla. Yeah, what, he was Leeds. He, he, what he an idyllic move that would yeah, be. Yeah, he explained a little bit at last, but it was a bit snakes and ladders. And of course, with the Yorkshire accent, I, I couldn't... I couldn't <laughs> Fake. I couldn't follow it in a linear fashion, Matty, we'll say. You know what? It's funny, having dealt a lot with St. Helens during their pre-season tour, uh, often I'm interviewing them and I'm thinking, I've got absolutely no idea what you just said, especially when they're puffed and speaking quickly. And I did a half-time interview when they played the Dragons and there was a bit of social media blowback. Matty Russell, thanks for interviewing James, uh, whoever it was. Uh, didn't understand a word didn't he said. Didn't understand a word. I thought, that's good. I didn't have any idea either. So I wasn't the only one. But uh, great to have them come to Australia, give back to local rugby league. And on the Illawarra rugby league front, where are we at with it? Uh, the launch will be this week. We're going to have a draw with six teams. Six teams uh, running around this year, which we have touched on on this show the last couple of weeks. It's a bit disappointing. But uh, I'll tell you what. The, the teams that are in there that are contending, it's going to be certainly Coromel are on the improve. They'll they'll test a few people, probably claim a scout through the year, you would think. But Dapto, uh, Blakey Wallace there, a burgeoning young coach, fantastic player, fantastic bloke. And he's got uh, some artillery this year. Brad Takarangi uh, yes. is going to play there as well. Aaron okay. Gray, Peter Godinay. So with what he took, what he managed to get out of a lot of the young guys in Dapto last year, that sort of added class is going to put them right in the frame as well. And obviously you've got your, you know, your usual suspects, West Collegians, uh, the rule. Interesting, Collegians are probably the intriguing one because it's the post-Nathan Feen era. He's obviously up there at the Dolphins. And if you're watching the Stan documentary, uh, very hands-on Feeney. They've, they've put him to work. He's really in the thick of it up there. So how they move past that that era uh, will be will be interesting. But uh, I think with the, the roster, they're going to have Peter Hooper coming in uh, fantastic coach, great apprenticeship, great bloke as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, as much as six teams is, is disappointing, I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to, to covering that season. I'm glad you mentioned the Stan documentary. I've watched the first two episodes of 
dawn of the Dolphins. Very interesting to watch it now, knowing what's happened in the first Indeed. three rounds. And I just think it's a fantastic insight. It's better than I expected by a significant margin. I think it's a wonderful insight in how rugby league clubs work that we don't normally get access to and certainly not get access to a Wayne Bennett-led football club like that. So I've found it revealing quality and I, I, I'm, I'm hooked I can't wait for the next few episodes now well yeah it's interesting it can go one of two ways can't it because you've got the documentary and now it's looking all fantastic isn't it if you look at uh, you know Tales from Tiger Town they, they jumped on that pretty early and that ended up not <laughs> no. looking that great looking like a bit of a disaster so which is also compelling viewing in uh, itself uh, we have to do more of it coaches guard this particularly in rugby league they guard the inner sanctum they don't want to give this stuff away but if you look at American sports, the amount of fly-on-the-wall docos they do that are just absolutely enthralling. We've got to do it. Rugby mm. League's got to do more of it. We're seeing it in a lot of sports as well, obviously, Formula One as well, uh, on Netflix there. These documentaries that follow them are just absolutely fascinating and Rugby League needs to do more of it. There was talk I've heard of following the Queensland Origin Camp and Wayne uh, knocked that on the head, said it wasn't going to be happening when he was the coach there. But can you imagine through that you know, the worst Queensland team in history. Oh, yeah. Doing the, you know, getting the upset and claiming that series. How good would a, would a behind-the-curtain look of that been? So we've got to do more of it, and I think the how well that's being done uh, and how insightful that has been, I think we will see more of it, hopefully. Well, we're going to pull the curtain back on a big day of rugby league about to unfold this afternoon at Collegians there at Fig Tree because it's... Another day of steel, and we're going to have a special guest talk to us about a huge day ahead for the Steelers at Fig Tree right after this. There's a new player in town, Wollongong City GWM Havel. Visit them for a test drive today. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track.